Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And I think for this episode, we're going to start with a Bible passage, since this is called God Talk. But before I jump into it, what I want to encourage you is this. You know, sometimes people can make the accusation of some pastors, myself included, um, that, uh, you know, we're political and you should keep politics out of religion. And, and I snicker a little bit at that because I don't believe that I am political, at least when I preach and I teach. I preach and teach about life and politics affects life. What determines what we can do or not do as citizens? Guess what? Politics. What determines what's looked favorably upon and what's not in our country? Politics. Um, everything that we can and cannot do, laws, um, everything is based upon uh, what the politicians decide is good and right. So politically, you know, Judeo-Christian values were commonplace in America for the longest time. Um, now they're not. So if you want to be able to live your life as a Christian, if you want to not be forced to support things that you would otherwise not want to support in faith or do things that you would otherwise not uh, choose to do because of your faith, well, you, you have to be involved in in. In politics, not not for the sake of a political party, but for the sake of values that you fight for. And so, um, you know, religion is how we live out our faith. And when we're not able to live out our faith, when faith and life intersect and, and, and politics and life intersect in a, in a different way, there's going to be a clash, a culture clash. And if, if we're not speaking about that um, as pastors, we're grossly negligent of, of our duties. It would be like going to the doctor and them not listening to your heart or looking you know, down your throat or feeling your lymph nodes or taking your blood pressure. I, I mean, at a very basic level, we need to be involved in what our government says we should be valuing and not valuing as a people because as Christians, we're going to be forced to go along with it. Um, so we've got to be involved in these conversations. There's a huge culture war going on right now. And listen, uh, there's early signs, and I'm going to get to it here towards the end of the podcast. There's some early signs that the pendulum might be uh, starting to swing back. Well, it, it's not going to swing back if uh, we won't have a voice in, in the town square. If we won't have a voice in in uh, what the laws and what the uh, statutes and principles of this country are about, so I want to start us off on this podcast from Matthew chapter ten, and we're going to take a look at. I'm sorry, it's Matthew chapter five, the Beatitudes, and we're going to start with verse ten. And the Beatitudes is a listing of all these things that Jesus says is blessed. It's it, it's good. Consider yourself fortunate. Consider yourself blessed. Consider it a good thing if these things are happening. And they're all like counterintuitive. They're things that you wouldn't think would be blessed. But these are, and look at what uh, Matthew chapter 5, 10, 11, and 12 says. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. 
Now, we're persecuted because of righteousness for two reasons. Well, because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, we are made righteous. So we're going to be persecuted because of his righteousness, um, because we believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. We believe that our sins are forgiven because he's our Savior. We believe that we're going to heaven because he's our Savior. We do not believe that the sins of people who do not believe in Jesus Christ uh, that their sins are not forgiven and we do not believe they're going to heaven because the Bible tells us that they aren't and therefore you will be persecuted uh, because of Christ's righteousness. Now, Christ's righteousness also manifests itself in our own righteousness as we seek to live Christ-like lives so that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we there's certain things that we will do and not do, certain things that we'll say and not say, certain things we will support and not support. And we will be persecuted for that, just like uh, the baseball players that were choosing to not wear um, uh, gay pride logos on their baseball uniforms. Um, they can't support that in, in faith. And guess what? Because of their righteousness that flows from the righteousness of Christ himself, um, they're going to be persecuted for that. Verse 11 says, Blessed are you when people will insult you, when they persecute you, and they're going to falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. You see, Jesus says they're going to falsely say all kinds of evil about you and against you, things that aren't true. They're going to make you and I out to be evil, heartless, um, just horrible people. And it's all lies. Uh, but you know what? When people lie, when, when you're in this culture war, consider yourself blessed. Now, now here's what we have to remember as Christians. It's a war. Wars aren't enjoyable and they aren't pleasant. You know, I, I tell people all the time that complain about work. I'm like, you know why they call it work? And they don't call it like vacation? Because it's not fun. It's work. Well, in the same way, don't expect a war, a culture war, uh, to leave you feeling great. It's not. Um, even when you win, you, you can be pretty beat up. And even when you win, you can feel like you lose. And you're going to get your nose bloodied. Um, you're going to get passed over for, over for some jobs. You're, you're going to lose uh, and miss out on some friends. Uh, you, you're going to potentially be fined by the government. Who knows? Maybe we'll reach the day in which we're put into prison and maybe even put to death uh, because of our views. We don't know, but we do know this, that when you're persecuted – as the prophets were, as Jesus were, Jesus was, uh, then then consider yourself blessed. Now, I had a really interesting thought on Sunday, which maybe all of you have had before, uh, but it was new to me. Um, I, I don't know why I was thinking it, but it was during the worship part just before third service, and I had this idea, and I'm like, you know what? When the left, like, makes fun of Trump and MAGA, they're not making fun of Trump and MAGA. They're making fun of Christ and the church. And it had never dawned on me before. And so I quick made a couple of notes and emailed them to myself so that I wouldn't forget because I wanted to talk about it in this podcast. But you see, like, if they're criticizing Trump because of something that he did or did not do on January 6th, that's a criticism of Trump. Um, maybe something that he said, something that he did. Those are criticisms of him. I'm not talking about that. Trump is no Messiah figure. I'm not even sure he's a Christian. Um, but 
normally when they criticize Trump, they're really criticizing the the values that he stands for and the people that support him. In in the end, as much as many of those uh, values line up with uh, uh, Christianity, the left is making fun of the church, conservative Christians, and I would argue even Christ himself. But it's not politically smart for the left to do that. It would not be politically smart for Biden to say um, uh, the followers of Jesus would have you not kill the babies, you know, in in, in you. Uh, but we're going to fight them. Uh, we're going to f- fight them until our last breath. No, he's not going to say anything about the followers of Jesus. He's not going to say anything about the church. He's not going to say about Jesus. He's going to talk about MAGA. And the ultra MAGA people. Why? Oh, because frankly, a lot of people don't like Biden. Or I'm sorry, well, they don't like Biden, but they, just as many actually don't like Trump. And, and so he doesn't, he can attack Christian values. He can attack the church. He can attack Christians. He can attack Jesus himself by just making fun of Trump. But if you really listen to what he's saying, he's actually attacking the church. I'm going to give you an example of this, and you need to start listening uh, for it because it goes on all the time. This is a uh, speech that he had uh, rather recently uh, before the AFL-CIO. Listen closely to what he says. Look, I believe in bipartisanship, but I have no illusions about this Republican Party, the MAGA Party. I've been able to bring some Republicans along on parts of my plan. But the fact is, Republicans in Congress are still in the grip of the ultra-MAGA agenda. Look! So you can talk about the ultra-MAGA agenda, but if by saying the ultra-MAGA agenda, are you talking about the Judeo-Christian values that Trump has uh, fought for? If you are, then stop naming us, like, after Trump. How about Judeo-Christian values? Because, listen, I don't identify with Trump. Listen, I I voted for him twice. I I sure hope I don't have to vote for him again. I I don't align myself with a person. I align myself with values. And I think that we have better candidates that uh, that, uh, do not carry as much baggage that uh, that line up with those same sets of values. I won't get into it because that would be borderline being political. But the point is this is don't like – call an ultra mega agenda when what you're really speaking about is judeo-christian values say you know in the grips of the christian church or those that would hold to judeo-christian values or those who would faithfully follow jesus christ according to his word why don't you substitute those words and let's see what your popularity does it's probably going to go from 38 down to 18 so listen to him speak And I just want to encourage all of us as Christians. I saw us do this as a church back when Mitt Romney went for uh, ran for president. We were always against Mormonism. It's always been considered a cult. They believe that the Garden of Eden is in Missouri. Um, They believe that uh, Joseph Smith had put on these goggles to be able to read these tablets that only he saw, that there's no proof for. There's a bunch of crazy stuff that's in Mormonism. And, you know, that Jesus and Satan are uh, brothers. Uh, God literally had intercourse with Mary to have Jesus. There's a bunch of messed up stuff. But when Romney ran for president, we're going to overlook all that. 
you know what? Mormons are Christians too. And we did that so that the evangelicals and the Christians would get behind them and support them. It's not our job to support a person. It's our job to support a, a, a cause and values, Judeo-Christian values. Enough already on supporting the person and the people. We don't have to make Mormons Christians just so people vote for Mitt Romney. Vote for Mitt Romney because his values more more closely align to yours. If, if Trump's the one vote running again and gets, gets a nomination, then you need to vote for him because his values are going to more li- closely align for yours than, than what Biden's do. Do but the problem is is we get ourselves attached to a personality. We we won't call them out on the things that they do are wrong, and and we come across as being um, disingenuous, two faced, and that's not who we're called to be as Christians. We're not being two faced if we just simply support the agenda, Judeo Christian values. But I need you to listen that as people attack the MAGA movement and Trump, they're actually attacking. Christians, the church, and Christ himself. Now, the culture war is raging, and uh, we need to uh, be aware of that. Uh, It was in full force on Father's Day. I think it was NBC uh, had uh, uh, highlighted these fathers whose lives were better and they're better fathers uh, because of abortion. Um, I I read an article uh, for the sake of time. I'm not going to pull it up, uh, but uh, it was um, probably about five days before Father's Day, and it looked at the lives of eight men. Same type thing. Abortion makes dads better dads. I I mean, there is no end and no shame to how they try to attack uh, Judeo-Christian values and justify killing babies. Um, uh, uh, you know, oh, hey, you know, I, I'm able to like go on vacations now because I didn't have a baby when I was 17. Therefore, kill the baby so you can go on vacations, kill the baby so that, you know, you 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 can do this and you can do that. No, we don't kill people just because we're selfish and we want a better life than what we otherwise would have. You make that decision before you get someone pregnant. And so this was in full swing, um, and and it's just uh, it, it's going to only get worse as we await the uh, uh, the decision by the Supreme Court. And I fully expect that the left, who has learned to persecute, who's learned to uh, say uh, false evils, uh, who 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 have learned to threaten violence and harm. Um, I, I imagine uh, there's going to be some really not great things that are going to take place in this country, um, unless it's all a big bluff. Um, you know, th- there has been some encouraging stuff going on as well. Um, and, uh, and, and that is uh, the Lightyear uh, movie bombed here in America. Uh, Disney, well, Pixar, was expecting a 50 to a, I think, a 50. I'm sorry, 75 to 125 million or 150 million opening, and they only got 50 million. Um, and and uh, it was like, there's no other children's films out. It underperformed all the major uh, movies uh, that were at the theater. Uh, it bombed. Why? Well, because, you know, I, I think like we're starting to push back a little bit. We don't need you. Uh, is a way to get back at Governor DeSantis not allowing to teach children about you know same-sex relationships. We don't need you to put them in our cartoons for our kids. I was excited to see that the uh, the 
Fe- uh, the Federation of, S- of Swimming, FINA, uh, they, uh, they banned uh, transgender athletes uh, from participating in women's swimming. Uh, I think they propose a separate transgender category. Um, the only uh, exception to it is if someone uh, transitions before puberty so that they would not get that advantage. Um, and so I wish they banned it altogether. But uh, the fact that they ban it any time after a person is 12 years old is a victory at this point. We saw a uh, uh, Democratic district in South Texas that was solidly um, uh, left, blue, Democratic. It voted plus 22 for Obama when he ran. It flipped to uh, the Republicans. Um, and so there's this just pushback that's starting to happen when because people are getting sick and tired of this uh, pride month being shoved down our throats um, in the woke agenda and everything that's going on. Um, we even see the vulnerability of large corporations and the monopoly that they have. Uh, we see this, you know, not only with uh, some issues that Disney's having and Netflix is having, uh, but I have to tell you, I, you know, the the PGA uh, now uh, finding a lot of their players defecting uh, to the new uh, golf league that is funded by uh, Saudi Arabia that Greg Norman's over. Um, th- that's taking some of the top names names of golf. And uh, guess what? Uh, competition's always good. W- when these corporations have a monopoly and everything, uh, they become woke. They become uh, agenda pushers. I think even NASCAR this year, you know, NASCAR was the one sport that didn't seem to, you know, cater to all this stuff. And, you know, NASCAR's even celebrating uh, Pride Month this month. And uh, come on, this is a bunch of like conservative Southern rednecks. What are you doing? This is just absolutely ridiculous. So, you know what? I'm glad to see the PGA uh, looking like it might crumble a little bit. Uh, I hope the NFL does. I hope Major League Baseball does. I hope the NBA does. Uh, I, if NASCAR is going to you know, continue down that road, I hope they do. It's time for a little bit of competition uh, because what that will bring is a sense of sanity uh, back into uh, the, the wokeness that corporations, as they're in bed with politicians, are trying to shove down our throats. Now, you know, as I was working on uh, this uh, this podcast, I came across this video that that I've got to share because th- this is really where we are in America. In last week's podcast, I talked about how y- you know what I, we we need to really question uh, just how proud we are uh, of our country uh, because there's a lot of things our country is doing that we just shouldn't be proud of. Well, I want to show you a uh, or play a clip for you. It, it, it's actually. It's too long for me to play the whole thing. But what it is, is it's a commercial uh, for the Chinese military in Chinese. So you won't be able to understand it. But, but I'm going to just play a clip and kind of tell you what's going on. Uh, followed by a, uh, a um, commercial for the Russian military played in Russia. Uh, once again, unless you know Russian, you're not going to know what they're saying. But I'll, I'll kind of narrate it uh, for you. And this whole thing's like five or six minutes long, so I, I can't play the whole thing. I'm just going to play parts. And then we're going to get to the, to, um, and, and I think this may have been released during Pride Month last year, but it's, uh, it's, it's an advertisement for the United States military. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting a little concerned when we're becoming woke and we're becoming, um, LGBTQ plus whatever else it is, uh, in our military, um, I'm just becoming a little bit concerned uh, that uh, things aren't going to work out real well for our country. 
And uh, as I've mentioned, we may be getting to the end uh, a lot closer than what we realize uh, to our dominance as a country. And this can be seen when, well, we recruit for our military in a way that the other major world powers do not. All right, so we're going to start off here with a little bit of Chinese for you. If you know Chinese, great. I don't. I can only kind of tell you what's going on. Here we go. So I'm seeing a screen of a lot of males, a lot of uh, shouting, discipline, um, you know, training of troops. They've got huge backpacks, uh, really strong, firm salutes. Uh, I, a clip of like a bunch of soldiers, as far as the eyes can see, running in ranks. Now we're going to like uh, actual military exercises people behind all these computer screens and just rockets and tanks going galore. Planes flying. I mean, it, it makes me want to be a part of the military if I'm in China. Uh, tanks, people following behind it, ground exploding. I mean, it is, oh, people coming out of the water, SEALs type people. It, it's inspiring. Absolutely inspiring. All right. Uh, the Chinese like a long commercial, so theirs is like two minutes two minutes long uh and but then we get to uh the, the russian one next so here we go uh the russian one starts a little bit slower but still same type uh same type advertisement a commercial recruiting video here we go so there's this really fit like russian guy really intense eyes and uh and they kind of start with him uh then he's holding like his uh, wife or girlfriend in the field and his eyes open like he's awoken to some major threat uh and now he's like it's a call to arms and now like they're showing a bunch of shirtless built russians uh you know doing push-ups and obstacle courses and uh you know it's going from that you know from the obstacle courses to now some battle scenes as they're going into combat their eyes are fierce totally not afraid uh parachutes coming out of the airplane people landing like in snow and uh in getting in the snow firing shooting uh it, it's man it, it's powerful powerful stuff now i will let the american um ad uh, speak for itself uh, this is a, a literal uh, recruitment campaign uh, by the United States of America uh, for our military. And um, yeah, here we go. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It's a cartoon, by the way. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. All right. So we've got the Chinese 
doing battle scenes and and running in ranks and um, just missiles going everywhere, fighter jets. You've got the Russians, same type deal. And I'm sitting here watching a video about Emma's story. It's a cartoon. Right now I'm looking at a still of respect everyone, love each other, like uh, it's a gay pride march or something. And it's her telling her story about, you know, growing up with two moms. It literally starts with a, it's a cartoon. It's got like a boardwalk and and a Ferris wheel in it. Um, God help us. This is, this is how we're trying to recruit for our military. I I mean, the, the Russians and the Chinese are recruiting for like defending their society and their civilizations. We look like we're recruiting like people for a parade, a march. Someone to throw out some candy from a fire truck or something. God help us. This is where we are as a country. Do you really think we're headed in the right direction? You know, circle back around to Matthew 5. There's a good reason why, as followers of Christ, we're going to be persecuted. And people are going to say all kinds of evil against us. It's because life isn't about celebrating things that are offensive to God. We used to be a country in which we motivated people to join our military to defend God, country, and family. Not anymore. It's a war. It's a culture war. We need to fight it. You're going to get some black eyes and you're going to get a bloody nose. You're going to get passed up from some jobs and you may even be fined and who knows, put into prison. But is this battle worth fighting? And as you are persecuted, rejoice and be glad because it was the same way that the prophets who warned about all the garbage that went on in the past when Israel became liberal and woke and had forgotten about God, they were punished, imprisoned, and put to death. If the prophets could be imprisoned and punished and killed and Christ could be killed, then we need to be prepared for our own as well. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Do me a favor. If you like the podcast, share it.